This episode of Two Girls, One Pup was brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists and by people who love puppies. Pups and dogs. Dogs. Male camp. Dogs. Puppies. Ooh. When we first adopted Comet, he had just had surgery on his head. He had these little benign bumps. Uh, it was kind of cool. He looked like a, a Harry Potter scar or something. He also happened to have a bump still on his eye, his lower eyelid that they didn't want to do surgery on because it was pretty small and you don't want to go close to the eye if you don't have to. Well, flash forward three years later, turns out we needed to get this removed. It was big, it was starting to push on his actual eyeball, and so our vet recommended an ophthalmologist. Didn't even know there were dog ophthalmologists, but I guess that makes sense. You got to take care of your animal's eyeball sometimes. We were obviously really nervous. Comet was nervous, but... We were very lucky that we got referred to Dr. Marciani and his assistant, Anji. They did such a fantastic job. Not only did they make us feel more comfortable, answer all of our questions, they took such good care of Comet, and he looks like, like brand new. He looks 10 years younger, just like a Hollywood pup should. Today, we visit the VCA West Los Angeles Animal Hospital to visit Comet's eye surgeon. Sniff that butt. I'm your host, Monique Madrid. Very excited to talk to Comet's eye surgeon today. I did not bring him with me. I don't want him to be traumatized. I don't want him to have flashbacks or anything. Uh, so we're going to talk to them in just a minute. But first things first, let's meet some dogs in our neighborhood. So who's this little lion? He looks like a lion. This is Hector. Hector. Oh, what? Hector the wonder dog. Come <laughs> what kind of dog is he? He's a terrier mix. And you just get his hair cut like that? Yeah, my wife does it. It's the it's the best. Yeah, he's a re- he's a rescue dog and he's uh he's a happy guy. <laughs> how old is he? He's about seven. Oh, how long have you had him? Uh, all his life. So really? Seven, as a puppy, yeah. How long has he been sporting the lion uh, haircut? A couple years. <laughs> yeah. He gets too warm in the summer, so. That makes sense. You know. What um? So why did you guys come up with the name Hector? What's Hector, that? Hector, it's uh, actually Hector from the Iliad by Homer. Aww. Because he was a big hero. And it actually used to be a very common dog name, but not so much anymore. Aww. And all my Hispanic friends go like, I've got an uncle named Hector. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Well, he's very friendly. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's a very social dog. Doesn't need to be on a leash. No, he's good. Well, did you have to, was it hard to train him? Uh, well, I sent my wife and him to obedience school. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Well, she never raised a dog before, so she didn't She know. needed to, you raised dogs, though. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with dogs. So. so you knew what to do. Yeah, my grandmother was, like, really good with animals, so I learned from her. Ah, huh. you've got a little bit of the – what is it for dogs? It's not a green thumb, but it'd be a – I don't know. A furry uh, thumb? A furry thumb, <laughs> uh, a uh, animal lover. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing Hector does? What's the weirdest thing that Hector does? Um, geez, let me see. What is weird? Oh, sometimes when he goes on walks, he gets very particular about – where he wants to go. <laughs> I I don't want to go there. I want to go this way today. Oh, yeah. They get real stubborn, and you yeah. try to, you yeah. want to let them pick, but you shouldn't because you're the alpha dog, right? Yeah. Well, I let him get his way. I know. Well, he looks like a lion. He's yeah. the head of the pack. He's got to. Yeah. Well, nice to meet you, buddy. Okay. You good? <laughs> you're famous now. 
had to have you on because you guys, uh, you were so great with Comet when he had his eye surgery. And I, like, I was really nervous. That's an eyeball. That was really scary. And I don't think we've ever had such a good experience with a vet. So first and oh, foremost. it's great to hear. Thank you. We yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So great. Um, <laughs> so I have some questions. First of all, why eyeballs? Why did you want to work on eyeballs? And follow up to that, why dogs' eyeballs? So that's a good question. So out of out of vet school, I loved eyes and I loved hearts. I did where I did my internship. It was very cardio heavy, so lots of lots and lots of congestive heart failure. After so much of it, I just realized I didn't want to do that. Is it because like dogs die a lot? Yes, I mean I, I felt like I felt like you were you were treating you in certain cases you were fixing things, but you didn't do a lot of fixing things. You were prolonging life, which is very important. Kind of like like oncologists do. I mean, there's it's very important, um, but it just wasn't for me. I mean, there's what they do. Um, I just emotionally, I think it was it was taxing. Yeah. Um, and I also just you know from a from a practic a practicing standpoint, um, there wasn't really too much surgery. Where it's like I wanted to do more surgery, um, so ophthalmology. I decided it was kind of a, was just almost like the perfect fit for me. Mm. Um, it's like a perfect blend of medicine, surgery, um, and we fix things. You know, like like with Con, we get to fix things yeah. um, on a daily basis. It's very there's a lot of gratification when you say mm -hmm. Jay, a lot of inst not, not yeah. instant gratification, but you know you get to see the kind of the fruits of your labor. Yeah, um, you know, I could look at like internists who do. Um, I mean, do they, they do great work? Um, but, you know, sometimes you can't always see all the good things you're doing. Whereas, like ophthalmology, you can see right there. You know, the eyes getting better. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about you? So when I first started working in the field, I started at an ophthalmologist. I've never done. I had never at that point done anything else, and I had started working with him where he did his residency. And you were what, like probably six, eight months into his residency. So it was nice because we kind of got to like learn things. So as he's learning, I'm learning from him. And it was just like a really great experience for me to kind of come through and learn the field, but learn just eyes. Yeah. And then I what, probably worked there for like three and a half years mm -hmm. and then moved and did general practice. The worst thing that I have ever done. Really? <laughs> as much as, I mean, it's great. I think it's important, but I missed eyes. I'm like, this is what I know. <laughs> this is what I'm comfortable with. And What were the bad sides of general practice? I mean, well, the good side is you get to see puppies, which we don't get. <laughs> it's rare, yeah. We, we don't get, the only time we get to see puppies are when we do the breeding exams, like yeah. when they're getting certification. But usually when we're seeing them... It's not a good thing. We don't want to see puppies. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that means because they have yeah. jacked up eyes. Yeah. So but sometimes when we're fixing things, like they have little like abnormal hair yeah. or something like that where we fix them and then all is great. But other times... like. It's, it's so that's probably the downside, but yeah. it's just, it's very like, you know, giving vaccines all day and, um, you know, it's like, great, there's another diarrhea or vomiting case coming right. in. And like, that's just, you, this just, it wasn't fun. And right. like, eyes are what I know. That's what I've done. And learning from him, it just made everything so much easier. And like, I feel I have probably more knowledge than anybody ever would with eyes mm. because... I got to learn at the same time he was learning. So that just made me kind of pick up on things and go. And I also taught him some bad habits and it was good. <laughs> yeah. And you two seem to really work well together. Yeah. We've been working together we for do. a while. That's cool. Yeah. It's nice well, to have a simple routine. You just yeah. right. know what the other person's doing at the same time. And yeah. that's fun. It's, right. It makes coming to work enjoyable every day. Do you, um, 
Do you both remember the day that you each knew you wanted to work with animals? Boy, I would, it would go back. I always loved animals, you know, since we were little kids, we had tons of pets and it was, it was odd that, you know, during undergrad, I thought I want to do human medicine for some reason. I started out, I thought I want to do human medicine. Then I got to this idea. I want to do more something like in marine sciences. And then all of a sudden I, so for some, we did, there was like this exchange program at UC San Diego and I went and worked for a, a vet and I spent like my first day and I realized like, of course this is what I want. It just made, and I don't know why it didn't click in my head before. Because you talk to people, like especially when you go to vet school, you talk to people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, since I was you know, five, I got my first dog. I went to the first the, the vet for the first time. I knew I wanted to be a vet then. Like I just didn't." Hit Did me. you have dogs growing up? Tons. We had oh. dogs throughout. It just never, for some reason, it just never hit me until I worked that day. Like this is fun. Like hmm. this is great. Like I enjoyed like when I was working at doing like, uh, marine biology stuff. It was fun or it was interesting. Um, but it just didn't have that same effect on it. Wait, do you work with cats too or just yes. dogs? Mm -hmm. Cat, we work on everything. We do, oh, okay. we do, like when we, for ophthalmology, when you do your board exams, you're responsible for everything. So like, like reptiles from the like, you know, What's large, the biggest you know, eyeball? Elephant, probably. Yeah, but elephant, have you elephant. worked on an elephant? Yeah. You have? Yeah, so we yeah. do, we do. I guess you um, have to, right? Yeah, we do, um. We work up through the LA Zoo and the Santa Barbara Zoo, so we see, see zoo creatures there. I don't see we see reptile we see reptiles here because we have an exotic service here, which is yes. a we have a um, we have an exotic specialist, so we they they bring us stuff you know, and it can be we see hamsters. Yeah, what's the guinea pigs. what's the tiniest eyeball? Tiniest eyeball probably would be, be frog? it would probably be one of the frogs that we mm -hmm. saw up at the Santa Barbara Zoo. Really tiny, but definitely the biggest would be either the rhinoceros or the elephant. Um, but yeah, we see all kinds of exotic stuff. And what about you as far as uh, what made you want to work with animals? So I had never even considered the field until a friend of mine who was the practice manager at the first practice we worked at, she was looking for help and I had always done more like office work, never ever had considered anything in veterinary medicine. She's like, I think you'd be great at this. And her and I had known each other for years. And she's like, I think that you need to do this. I'm like, I have zero experience. I have always liked animals, but I'm like, I know nothing. Yeah. And she's like, good, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, why not? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, well, that, that was the thing is because, you know, people that they brought in that had had previous experience, you kind of already walk in thinking you know. And so the doctor that we worked for, she wanted somebody that she could train. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm willing to learn whatever, but I know nothing, like <laughs> nothing. And I started and I absolutely fell in love with it. And that's why I think I've always kind of gravitated towards eyes because that's where I started and right. that's what I know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I had never Did you grow up with pets? Not really. By, yeah, maybe as a teenager, we had like an outdoor cat, but not anything that we were close to. Oh, that surprises yeah. me. You were so good with cats. Well, now she has a farm. Yeah. Do you? I have five. What? Two cat, two dogs and three cats. <laughs> yes, I made up for it very quickly. And are you always like checking their eyeballs and like making sure? <laughs> yeah. Obsessively. Like, <laughs> are you? <laughs> Obsessively, yes. It'd have to be. All the time, yes. Yeah. And do you do that for other people's dogs or do you try to? Because you know how they say, like sometimes you don't want to do your job when you're not at home. You yes. want a break. But it might. I wonder if it's different if you work with animals, if you just are 
always obsessed with them. We talk about this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, I never have a problem. I have neighbors that come by and they will ask me. So I really don't have a problem. I mean, it's one thing is like in, in passing. I mean, you don't want them, you know, knocking on your door, you know, the wee hours of the night. Sure. Because just like, I mean, you want your regular life. And yeah. you know, I'm like, because it's, you go home, you want your peace and quiet, your family time. But you know, like when you're out in the yard playing or something, you know, out with the kids and people have questions, I mean, that's fine. Or like I've had people, I think in our neighborhood, they know that I do eyes, so they'll come by and be like, hey, can you take a quick look? There's, I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like We're going to post your phone number so that people can just call you. Yeah, right. You just text, text and send pictures. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. I really like that. Yeah. I have way too many people yeah. that it's like, hey, what is this on my phone? I'm like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Family <laughs> yeah. members. Yeah. Family members, you know, fr- even like friends of family, like, yeah, pictures get sent over, email. It's. It's fine. There's it got goes to be part the that feel, yeah, that it feels a little like your duty, though, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, I would never tell. Yeah, it's I'm like, well, I'm not gonna look because yeah, I'm not in the hospital. Yeah, it's fine. One thing though that's hard with eyes though is that people send pictures and they think like, oh, because you're looking at you. See, it was like, no, there's more that goes into it. Yeah. We need a close up look. We look with. I when I think a lot of people that have never been here, they think like, oh, you just look at them. Well, no, it's the same as if you go to your regular ophthalmologist. I mean, you've seen the the equipment we have yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's state of the art. I mean, magnification yeah. and everything. And, you know, we, we check pressures, we use our stains, everything that goes into the complete exam. So it's hard. Like my, you know, my parents or friends will send pictures and say, what do you think is going on? Like, I, I've just got to see it. I wish I could help you. I just, I need to see them. And then same with people, you know, that come walking by during the day. They're like, oh yeah, can you take a look at my dog's eye? Because say, yeah, it's a little bit red, but I, I, I don't so know. It's, the best thing is like set up an appointment. I'll see them because um, you do want to help, but yeah. at the same time, to, though, too, I mean, you could do harm by saying, "Oh yeah, it's just this. Don't worry about it." And then next right. thing, you're like, oh, it's getting worse. Or you recommend a medication that you're just wrong on. Yeah, um, you've so got to be careful say, on that. Come I'm in. Sure. Yeah. Do, how do you check a dog's vision since they can't? They can't read a chart. Yeah, you usually do. I mean, you do kind of crude tests with where you like kind of wave your hand in front of the menace response to see if they respond. You know, okay, they have some vision there, but you can have them do maze. You can set up uh, mazes uh, for them to go through and just move chairs. Or, like we'll bring them in the room. But don't they use their nose so much? Well, as long as you don't have, well, so even if, as long as you don't have it, you know, like things that are really well scented, but it's, oh. it's, a, it's, you know, well, often what they'll do is because Angie's purse sits down there, so they will smell treats, and so they'll go booking in that direction. <laughs> yeah, because my dogs come with me, so there's constantly treats yeah. in my purse. Sure. So that's the first, and we, we always say, okay, their nose works, because they went straight for yeah. my purse. <laughs> but they'll go given. through, they, we have a lot of chairs set up, so they should be able to navigate through that just fine. Um, you can have them track objects, like you take something like a cotton ball that doesn't have any smell or sound and anything like that. So you just, you throw it and see if they track that or how well they track it. But yeah, it's going to be really tough to figure out like their true visual acuity. Like you could a person. Yeah. Dogs don't have 20 or we have 20, 20 vision is the goal. There's no marker like that for dogs. Is there? You could, you could do a procedure called retinoscopy where you could, you could figure out kind of like what your optometrist does, but it's just in a different fashion, you know, rather than you saying like, yes, that's good. Yes, that's, or, you know, better, but you use just an instrument and some lenses and, and, and some lights and you can figure out um, what they, you know, what, how they're, if they're either nearsighted or farsighted. Um, we don't typically do it though. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Point? And we it's had... really hard. Like you need them. If you have, you can have a really good dog or you need to sedate them for it. Right. Um, we yeah. had one client in our last practice that the dog was an agility dog yeah. um, mm. and was having some kind of depth perception issues. So they came in and had the optometrist come in and do the testings and actually got started on contacts. 
What? Yeah. Yes. New context. That's um, right. And there's video. Oh, why wouldn't there be context for well, dogs? Well, they're just they're I just guess. normal context. You just had to find the right ones to fit the dog's eyes, <laughs> and you could actually see the difference because they would videotape the agility courses with context and without context, and the depth perception was significantly better. Um, but it was something that it was a young dog that had a huge, you know, talented agility uh, career. Exactly. Right. So they went forth and. Every time they do a um, new tournament, they put in his contacts. And <laughs> they do it with the with goggles, doggles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doggles. Yes, doggles. thank you. Best name, of course, it's doggles. Put in doggles. Yeah, because the contact lenses we use them for as bandages sometimes if they get ulcers, but the dogs get them out. Sure, they they, they frequently do. Um, but yeah, they were wearing the these were wearing the doggles. Well, not um, the one that we did. The one that we were doing, they were putting in contacts. Were they? Yeah. Uh, I have videos of it still. Yeah, because they they can't agility with doggles on. You ever tried that? No, not yet. Not either. (laughs) Did you miss the jumps? What kind of kid were you? Were you, like, did you play the game Operation or, like, to to engineer things? Yeah, we used to play that. I played a lot of sports. Like, we were outside when I was a kid all the time. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, whatever, like baseball, basketball. So not anything find. that people would be like, he was definitely gonna be a not at all, a, a not at all. Thing. I mean, I have to ask my. I don't think so. Never anything like that. No, no, not at all. How about you? I was in a book. I oh, read. That's okay. All I wanted to do was read. You I, name it, and I would read it. I like hearing that from my vet. I'll be honest. That makes me feel. That makes me feel better. What's a stereotype about <laughs> both vets and surgeons that are true? Vets and surgeons that are true. I think, well, no, that's not true. Because I, I think, oh, that's true. I think that a stereotype about vets is that they're they're compassionate. I do agree. And the, everyone that works in this field is compassionate. Yeah, there's no and, asshole vets, yeah, right? Exa- really. Yeah, and, and, it, and it kills me when I hear people say, like, that my, my vets just, they're, they're after money. They're money. Yes. They, if you, they were money hungry, if any person is money hungry... They got in the wrong profession. Yeah, it's just it makes when people tell me that, and they're because they'll say because they did these tests. Like, well, weren't they more trying to problem solve versus like you know trying? I, I highly doubt they're trying to get money out of you. Mm. It's just not. No one got into this profession because they wanted to be rich. No. If they did, they made a bad decision. But uh, it, it's, <laughs> and it's, they're regretting it. Yeah, today. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, nobody, I mean, nobody gets in it for, and so it's because they they love animals and. Um, I think that that's you know for all veterinarians and our tech technicians anybody in the profession um, they do it because they love animals. Yeah. Otherwise, they just wouldn't do it. It's yeah. just not. It's yeah. Have you ever worked on a dog and lost the dog on the table? Like the dog died. So thank goodness, no. Um, only because I luckily I have the I with ophthalmology not all of our surgeries are elective but most of them are like we don't we're not taking things into surgery um, you know that have had severe trauma or that are systemically compromised like you know like some of our surgeons that are maybe you know they're bringing dogs in that have bled into their abdomen from a from a, a mass on their spleen where they have to go in and get that mass out of there otherwise the dog will die right. um, and so there's a lot of risks associated with because they have you know because they have this cancer they might have other issues or things going on in the body. So whereas that happens, unfortunately, our surgeries, they're not like that. Like usually probably if we're doing emergencies, uh, emergency surgeries, it's usually for like ocular trauma. We're doing grafts or things like that um, where we have time we can do 
blood work, lab work. We're not in a rush to, we don't have to get in there this hour. Um, so we can make sure they're stable. Um, in the few oh, cases that we've had that have, you know, for some reason something's happened, we thankfully have amazing criticalists exactly. on staff. Uh, this that, is, and that's what we say. Like, like, if, we are so lucky. If we, if things go badly, like thank God they don't. And we do a yeah. lot of elective surgeries too. So if they say we have a client that comes in where they say, you know, they want to do cataract surgery, but their dog has like bad heart disease and maybe they could die on, on, on the tail. We say, don't do the cataract surgery. It's just not worth it. Yeah. You'll be fine. But yeah, this is the place to be though. If you have issues and I will say we yeah. did a surgery on a cat that yes. had been in congestive, had been in heart failure, um, and we were told by vets, other people, like, if this cat goes under anesthesia, it will not make it. Well, the cat had a had an issue with both eyes that was extremely painful, where the cat can't go on like this because it's just not a quality of life. So the owner decided so it we, was worth we, the risk. And exactly. I, we told us, that if you're going to do a surgery, like, like, this is the place to be. We have three criticalists. We have a cardiologist. We have everything like so if something goes wrong this is the place to be because if they're not going to be able to help you here no one is going to be right. able to um and the cat did great mm -hmm. we did and you know, we did our criticalists our cardiologist uh, our cardiologist evaluated him right before anesthesia said like here's the things we need to watch out for here's what we need to do with fluids with the medications our criticalists then weighed in here's what we need to do we have our anesthesia nurses are just are amazing too so they knew exactly what to watch for how to kind of titrate doses and on the medications and the cat did great mm -hmm. still around today doing well um yeah but she emails me every couple of months the and cat that's talented yeah yes <laughs> thank, thank goodness though i we're in a fortunate spot which is another reason why i love ophthalmology because we don't we're thank goodness we aren't faced with a lot of those situations where um yeah, we have patients that are systemically compromised yeah. we could lose them on the table. Do you, what about you have, maybe when you were early on trained, do you ever get, like, throw up or get grossed out by it? Or, like, eyeballs are kind of gross. It's, no yeah, no, it's, no, it's, you're absolutely right. Because, like, we They're have a tough time. and they make sound. They're yeah. like, Oh, so many, when we're doing stuff um, in the hospital here, people are walking by. If we're doing things in the procedure room, they'll literally walk in, see that it's us, and walk out because they don't want to see what there's, we're doing. There's people in this hospital that stay far away from ophthalmology. They think it's we're yeah, they think thing. we're creepy, and they <laughs> yeah. think that yeah. But then I think they think that, and then they see the more things that we do, and we see how we fix things and how we make them better. Like okay, I know it looks bad what you're doing, sure. But they see them a couple, even certain interns, they mm -hmm. will come in and say. Um, in the past, like, you know, I'm not a fan of eyeballs and they kind of see what we do, <laughs> see how we fix things, see how, okay, it might not look good now, but it's going to look great and they're going to feel great afterward. And then they kind of gravitate toward it or they appreciate it more. Yeah. yeah. They're not as freaked out by it, but. Yeah. My husband's convinced that we don't actually help anybody just because he'll just hear like, oh yeah, this did. He's like, you did what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's fine. It was all good. It was to help. It was a good thing. And he's just looking at me like I'm disgusting. Yeah. And poked a bunch uh, of eyeballs. Yeah. Today. And I'm like, no, no, we were helping. It was, it was good things. And he just. Yeah. I remember when I first came to the hospital, they put out a, uh, a, uh, they asked for people to come work with ophthalmology. You know, there's a new ophthalmologist coming. We're looking for technicians. And Nobody wanted. To <laughs> Nobody wanted to do it. Oh, maybe it was your personality that, that could have been it too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been it too. Like somebody worked with me. Yeah, it's a lonely profession. In that. It is. Yeah, no, I, you even have yeah. owners that will come in that it's like I'm gonna step out. I'm really surprised Corey did okay because he had a lazy eye. You know, strabismus, yeah. And what do you call it? Strabismus. Sure, strabismus. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's natural business. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so he had surgery when I was a kid, but as you guys know, as the doctors. Um, 
the muscle grew mm -hmm. as he got older. So in his like senior picture, his mom noticed it was drifting again. So he had to have surgery yeah. again. So now he is he can't handle eyeball stuff. So really? I can't believe he did so well with comedy. Yeah, he was and he was fine with it. He mm -hmm. was. But maybe that's just when it's your you're in charge of this creature. Yeah. Yeah. You're... That's true. Yeah, I wanted to make sure he was there and support. Yeah, because yeah. then I I yeah. And I think a lot of people do that. You can tell that they they're really freaked out by what we're doing, um, but they don't want to leave. And I always tell them, if you're welcome to leave the room, you can stand right outside the door, leave it cracked. I'll tell you everything I'm saying that's going on. But I think they feel like, like I I want to be right here. I want to be there for them. I don't want to leave the room. You don't want them to feel. It's already scary. That's, exactly. Again, that's why I didn't exactly. bring comment today is I didn't want to like trigger any memories or scare him yeah. that he was going to have to go back in or, or whatever. Yeah, because I imagine, you know, like they're getting the exam and then they walk out. I think like, where's my mom and dad going? Yeah. They're walking out of here. Yeah. And same just like with, you know, like we'd have with kids. Um, we ha we've had a couple people pass out. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a few people pass out, but otherwise. Have you ever been bit by a dog? Yeah. 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 I have never been bit in hospital. Well, I mean, kind of like little minor things here or there, um, but I actually got bit outside of work. Oh. Who would have thought? You were like, you don't know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I've been doing this for how many years that I get, it's like, viciously bit outside oh, of work. Oh, no. It's, yeah. it's rare that, I mean, I'm sure, but the nice thing about that we have clients here, that's where clients will tell us generally. They're like, yeah. you know, they don't like the vet. Sometimes they bite. You might need a muzzle. They'll give us fair warning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, when you do this enough, you walk in, you kind of can get a sense on, you know, how the dog looks at you, how they, um, how they move in the room, you know, just their, their yeah. body language. Um, you kind of know, yeah, this could be an issue. And then you ask, and then a lot of people are really okay that you say, you yeah. know, I'm just, it's probably good because we're, especially with us, we're right yeah. around their face. That's the, once we explain that, they kind of the, have to be Most okay people are okay. It. Some people get, are very upset by it and feel like we're insult. We're, they take it almost like as if we're insulting. <laughs> Them, but it's it's hard because I'm sure you know the dogs are sweet and nice, but you know, but we're in their face with possibly a condition that's painful. Yeah, something I might do might elicit pain. You know, because we you know, not and they don't know you. Yeah, so what their way of telling me don't do that is they might try to you know take a bite. You know, yeah. or just you know try to. I always say if I was a dog, I'd be biting first, asking questions later. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely. No questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> Put a muzzle on me because yeah. I'd be biting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So to be a little narcissistic. I want, like, what were your thoughts when Comet came in? Like, what was the, did, is he the kind of dog that you're like, oh, this dog is going to be great? Do I just think that because I'm obsessed with him? Or do you remember working with him? Or you have Yeah, we kind of knew there would be no problem. Because yeah. if, if I thought there was going to, because we did his with just the, the sedative and the local. Yeah. Aesthetic. Yeah, if there was, like, an issue we thought he was going to be fractious, trying to bite, we would have definitely had to put him under, but I put him under anesthesia. But I remember... No, when he came in, he was yeah. sweet. He was easy to examine. Yeah. Yeah, no, no problems. Um, I I find it interesting because I don't know if this is true or not. Do you think dogs can get PTSD from surgery or a version of it? That's a good question. I I don't, you know, I don't know because we have dogs all the time that come in yeah. for rechecks and or my own dogs. Like, I bring them constantly. They've had surgery here. They have exams. Yeah. My, and they still are so excited to come through every time they come through the Blood draws. Door. They get their blood yeah. drawn oh, yeah. all the time. Every dog yeah. would have it. Mm -hmm. But it's weird because I can't remember exactly when Comet's surgery was, but I think it was maybe in June. It was mm -hmm. in the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really June. 
And then 4th of July was not that far after. I swear, after the two of those combined, because he's had many 4th of Julys, and he's always scared around that time, but then he's fine. But up until just recently, he would not go outside at night, and he got much more skittish at night. And I don't think it has to... I would have thought it was just 4th of July, like normal, except for that he's had many 4th of Julys. He's Mm. never had a surgery, and then those combined. So I always wondered if that was possibly... I guess it's it's possible. Yeah. I mean, he's fine now. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but... I mean, you, you hear about dogs... I mean, I think it's probably... You hear about dogs that take a fall down the stairs, like when they're, they're a little mm-hmm. bit older, they're more arthritic, and because we get a lot of people that come in saying, you know, that they think maybe it's a vision problem because the dogs don't want to go up or down stairs. And then the more you kind of get a history out and start talking about it, you find, well, a few months ago, they slipped coming down the stairs. And so it's different than surgery, but I think that they remember that like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe something to that effect. Or they yeah. know like when they come into the, the, the hospital that, you know, they either get their temperature taken, they get shot. So they remember that. Yeah. But I don't know with surgery. I, I don't, I don't know. Probably not, right? Maybe I'm just making stuff up. And it's possible. What's the number one thing that you see dogs coming in here for with you guys? With us, I'd probably say like, corneal ulcers whether it's from trauma age-related stuff um that's probably like yeah corneal issues i think Mm -hmm. probably next maybe cataracts cataracts probably next eyelid masses are up there yeah because we can do yeah Yeah. because we can do the freezing procedure which is a big draw for clients Mm -hmm. whereas you know lots of vets can remove eyelid masses but they're going to do more of you know kind of an intense surgery where ours is less invasive like what we're able to do with combat so that is appealing for them to come and you know they can come here a lot of times they don't need general anesthesia they can do this procedure that's easier on you know their wallets the pet you name it um so that's something that's attractive for owners and so you can't even tell that he had surgery it looks perfect have you have we not shown you new pictures no not recently we haven't seen him i think i think the last ones we had were there was still some depigmentation there i have before and then kind of right after surgery i don't have a real i mean i could look for a real close-up one but you can't even tell oh yeah you can't Mm -hmm. at all i mean i look up close on it i'm in his face all the time poor thing that's okay. I do the same thing. You really help. can't tell. You, I mean, it's it's about as perfect. So that's what I'm saying. Ophthalmology, we fix things. Now, you're in L.A. Do Have you ever heard of, do they do like dog um, facelifts or any cosmetic? We, we technically, do, yes. Technically, we do. But you guys do? I, we, we do. For, we, for medical reasons. For medical reasons. Yeah. <laughs> for medical. I need to medically look younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, we, it's funny. I, we actually was approached by someone couple years ago about he wanted was doing someone doing a documentary and that's they're basing on like people that do cosmetic surgeries for, for their dogs and it's like I, I think you're talking to the wrong people because he <laughs> yeah. thought that we did things you know to make their dogs look you know like look younger we, we the only time we do a lot of oculoplastics a lot of plastic surgery but it's for like you have a dog that's born with um, entropion where the eyelid rolls in and hairs rub on the eye oh. so they're really painful they have corneal ulcers so we correct that um, or if they have eyelid trauma, um, then we'll we'll correct the trauma from that, or that we'll we'll correct any defects in the lid from that. Do you ever have a dog that has a lazy eye? Those we occasionally see those. We usually don't fix those. Yeah. Trabismus surgery we don't do a lot of in dogs. It's pretty cute on a dog. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing one like that. Yeah, to be it's kind of cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, do you have any tips on how you keep your dog's eyes healthy? 
or look for what to look for when you maybe should see somebody over an eye issue? I, I think probably the the easiest way to prevent things are all like the bug-eyed breeds, like pugs mm. and Shih Tzus and Pekingese, probably using um, lubricants on their eyes. So a lot of them, they don't close their eyes well or they don't close them really frequently. Uh, <laughs> using just lubricants. Oh, yeah. you know, like some of them will, will they'll, people will say that they, they sleep with their eyes partially open, which, you know, so put a lubricant on their eyes before bed just so that way the cornea doesn't dry out, they don't get um, scarring, they don't get ulcers. I think that's probably the most the easiest or best thing to prevent. I mean, things like cataracts, glaucoma, uh, really hard to pre- you know hard to Do prevent. Do carrots help? Mm, right. Probably, yeah, okay. probably not. One I mean, thing that we do see a lot of clients do is you know it's like oh I have this old medication from my other pet oh, Fluffy passed oh. away and I have this old drop. And my dog's eyes that, are a little yeah. red. Let me put this in. And oh, not every medication is some things can make certain things <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah. That doesn't. It's, you'd be surprised how often it happens. Yeah. Well, it's expensive, and you're. It's yeah. so hard to know what is. So yeah, you so want to do everything for your dog, right. but you can't always. And I, I get it, but oof, I'm yeah, not yeah, it's, yeah. But it happens so often. Not so. Unfortunately, some things. It's like you put that drop in. Well, now unfortunately that was the wrong drop, and you just made it worse. And it, it happens probably more often than we'd like it to, yeah. which, like you said, they're trying to help. They want, you know, they, they don't realize they're doing the wrong thing. Right. But in theory, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, even if you can't get to an ophthalmologist, you know, having your vet take a look and right. getting their yeah, opinion on exactly. things. And they're at least going to show you the right direction in terms of medication. And maybe what you had is the right one, but before you just applied it and risked wor- worsening it, yeah. you have that. Or the things to get checked out for if, you know, if there's ever squinting, pain, if you see... I think a lot of people, they see that their dog's eye is red and they think, oh, you know, it's just some pink eye. We'll let it go away. Well, it usually is. I mean, it could be something as benign as like allergies or something like that. And they're a little bit red. Okay. But it could also be something like glaucoma or inflammation inside the eye or something much worse. So I say if your dog's eyes look red, you don't have to go straight to an ophthalmologist, but go see your vet. Have them take a look. They can at least say, okay, this doesn't, you know, they can check pressures maybe. They can make sure there's not a scratch. Um, but definitely redness, pain, um, cloudiness. Sometimes cloudiness can just be an age-related thing. Here's a question. Is it bad that I clean my dog's eye boogers out with my fingers? Is it gross? Sure. That's not the question. Is it bad? Am I, I'm always kind of... Are asking. they at the corner right Yeah, here? like when he wakes up like a little sleep and yeah. I'll just like that's, clean it out. I think out. that's okay. You could get some over-the-counter eye wash and maybe just and if, if it's like kind of sitting on the eye I know some people will get it when it's like sitting on the surface of the eye I would probably get some eye wash and just rinse that out I not probably like, won't do that though yeah, am I awful <laughs> or not like I'm gonna no. be honest if you can do this it's fine if I can wipe it gently okay. you're fine yeah. okay yeah, it's fine alright what is the weirdest if you have separate answers that's great but you don't have to what's the weirdest or coolest or like most bizarre eye story you have I've got one <laughs> Because I, I think about like more so because I think I, I've had unfortunately there's I always hate to, hate to say that you know that, that a case is is interesting especially if it didn't turn out well you know because sure. it's like unfortunate but in some ways but like for like a medical field it is it's interesting you know it was something different something we've never seen before but I'll probably just use an example of one that like everything turned out fine but we there was a dog it was during my residency that he was a chewer he chewed on everything and he had been going through this, he had been seen by, I think, some different vets because um, mom was saying that, you know, the eye looked a little bit odd, it was a little bit red, the third eyelid was up, the dog didn't want to eat, so there's all these issues, you know, is there something going on, something like, I think they, that started in 
I say it was like December, and it was June. And I think, okay, there's there's something going on with this eye. I was being pushed a little bit forward. There's a lot of inflammation around the eye. Um, we put him under because we were going to do a little explore, figure out what was going on. I opened it, and then also look in his mouth. Opened his mouth, and he had a screw. I mean, I <gasps> kid you not. It was like three inches long that he had bit probably because they said he plays out and you know in wood piles all these things the screw was going up through behind his molar and it was going back into his orbit and this dog had this in there for five months eight did everything i mean just goes to show like what dogs like how how (laughs) nothing bugs them this dog just ran i mean he was a year he's a kind of a puppy Mm -hmm. ran around you thought otherwise nothing was wrong he had a screw extending from his mouth up from back into his eye socket. Oh, we took it out. My God. He did great, but good lord, that's crazy. It was crazy. I could not believe. I went, <laughs> when I opened it, I have to say I wasn't surprised. Okay, there's something up there. Okay, you knew it was probably that. Probably or, mm-hmm. not. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting to say screw, but like, was there something punk? Because especially they said he chews. You know, he chews. He chews on stuff. Okay, maybe he has like a splinter. But then when the screw just kept coming it was so gigantic <laughs> Gross. it was but yeah i did did fine that was that was crazy mine is probably some of the exotics we get to do Ooh. um so yeah. you work on exotic animals too sometimes mm-hmm. yeah so we like you're saying we go like up to the santa barbara zoo and stuff we recently did surgery on the snow leopard up in santa barbara zoo. yeah that was fun um, oh wow yeah, yeah so that's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity that... what was wrong with his eye his eyelids they, they never grew correctly so there were a lot of hairs um Kind of essentially where the eyelids should be, there were hairs there instead, so they rubbed on the surface of the eye. So oh. we corrected corrected that. Yeah, so we you know get to do exams on the lions up there and mm-hmm. things like that. People don't get to do like that's no. just yeah, not... it's fun. So yeah, so fun. something like that I think is probably the most interesting thing yeah. part of our job. I mean, because even people that are in the field, a lot of times you know you don't get to work on exotics. So it's really a once in a lifetime opportunity that I yeah. love. I absolutely love. You know, we go up there kind of on our free time and volunteer, and it's worth every second of it they're like yeah it's you're going fun. up there on a sunday your day off i'm like yes yeah, yeah. Is, yes yeah, it is worth it Absolutely. there's a lion uh, with the snow leopard mm-hmm. did the snow leopard get to be a pirate and wear a patch no you don't put Man. patches on anybody i know i really <laughs> wanted comment to be a pirate it was the one thing i was looking forward to you didn't mention the pirate that's true i did yes. and i i was like are you sure he doesn't need a patch all right we need to make one that'll stay on this is true that's the problem is it's not going to stay on yeah. even if we put it on. I don't I know. I feel it's... like he would have preferred it over the cone. Yeah. I feel like a, do- a lot of... They need to come up with... They're, they're coming up with better cone designs where it's just like a bubble around their neck. Yeah. With Unfortunately, I... we can't use those. Yeah, <laughs> they, they still get the to eyes. them. They still get to their yeah. eyes. Oh, because they're eyeballs. Yeah, great have. for other parts. Eyes... Still doesn't yeah, work. and it felt so bad for Comet because he's so long. You had That's... to get you gave him the longest. Yeah. Comet. It's not our fault. With little dachshund faces. We feel so bad every time. He was the uh, long. He would bump into things. Yeah, because yes. he was at the size where if you went smaller, it was gonna be way too small. Yeah, but he was like was right in between. But then he had the big one where he's like all the way off to here. This is the only reason he doesn't have a full wardrobe. Is I can't find clothes that fit him properly. Yeah. So cone collars included. That's yeah. funny. It happens. Yeah, it's the pleasures of dachshunds. All right. So before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, we have a little game that we play on every episode. Game. So this game is called Off the Leash. You have to answer this question as quickly as you can without thinking too hard on it. Okay. All right. Uh, who wants to go for this first one? I'll go. You can go first. Yeah. All right. It's not. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> when, when tell me your deepest, darkest <laughs> secret. No. Um, <laughs> um, what is your favorite dog breed? 
my own Australian Shepherds. Okay, that answers yes. the why. What's yours? Labrador, mine. Mine's my yeah. black, yeah. All right, all right. These are going to be really easy then if we just do this. Um, what is, we're going to go with you first, what's your favorite dog name? Gracie, I my Gracie. I, that's so, I'm so biased. All right, so what's your least favorite dog name? I... Have you ever met a dog that you're like, that's a stupid ass I don't, name. I don't, I never say, I would have said, I, I think there's certain names, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, dogs named, like, Fido and Rover. I like names, I, I, I kind of like names, like, like if a dog came in, one a dog came in by the name, what was that name last week? Uh, like, Keith. Or was like, oh, like yeah. I thought I thought that was so great. I, it was like something. Wait, did you just violate HIPAA rules by saying your clients, your your patient's name? We thankfully don't have to follow HIPAA. Good. Then let's hear all about it. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Keith no. is a great dog. It was name. a great name. There were there were names like that. Yeah, I I, I really love I love I love names like that. Or like yeah, we had one dog named like it was Chris or something like that. I, just, <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I think it's funny. I don't think my wife ever let me name our any of our dogs that, but. I'm biased though. All right. What's your favorite dog name? We had a client come in with a dog named Gelato, and I really like ice cream. Yeah, that was so, a good so one. I like that Gelato, and then they ended up getting a puppy that they did not name her, but we said they should have named her um, Sorbet. So yeah. they had Sorbet and Gelato. Yes, they, they didn't name yeah. her Scout, but yeah, oh, like, boo. See, that falls into the boo dog category. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, although I did always want. We were talking about. Years ago, we wanted to get a French bull. I want to name him Garbanzo. So I guess I like that. I I guess I like. But yeah, I, I love crazy. I love my yeah. What's yeah. what's your least favorite dog name? <sighs> Baby. Oh yeah. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not I, like sweetie. Yeah. I, you know the other thing where I'm not I I don't want to get in trouble for this, but like when they're named after designers. Yes, I, Chanel, I don't, Prada. <laughs> yeah, it just—it's a little off-putting. Yeah. Unless you just always wanted a designer bag, and you're like, you know what? I will never <laughs> be able to. Go with I'd rather one. have it, and I'd rather have a dog. Okay. Maybe if they're like it's th- done in that way. Yeah. I get your point. Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Gucci's. Like, hey, Gucci, what's going on? All right. Uh, what's your favorite dog movie? Kid, I love the movie Beethoven. We always watch Beethoven. Great pick. We always love Beethoven. That's a good pick. What's yours? Lady and Tramp. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. No questions yeah. asked. All right. Did you watch all the Beethovens? Beethoven's second. Yeah. And all of we them. loved it. Yeah, when we were kids, we used to watch those movies all the time. Yeah. Somehow they never got old. All right. Uh, this final question is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Corey specifically. Oh, okay. He wants to know, if you weren't a veterinarian, what position would you like to play for the Giants? Oh man, <laughs> I don't want to pitch. That's it. I'm left-handed. Ha- I want to pitch. Yeah, I'd want to pitcher first bit. I think I'd like to pitch. Okay. Yeah, I want that. Uh... But you pitched in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's I would I mean. love. Yeah, I'd love to, to pitch for the Giants. You yeah. like round things. That's yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what this is all about. All the other stuff would just BS about the fixing things. I just like to work with. Yeah. You just like to work with round things. Yeah. All right, that should be on your card. That's I, we could we could put that on the card. Yes, it's gonna be your tagline under your like yeah. bio. <laughs> Likes round things. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow that may not go over so well. Yeah. But yeah. thank you so much, and thank you again for taking such yeah, good thank care you, and you know, comment. Of course, it Our was pleasure. such a good experience. So. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. We love hearing that. We do. Yeah, it really yeah. was. because it's it's tough. Like yeah, you know, having to go through things like that, especially when there's a lot of unexpected. You never been through like this. And it's, it's your it's, eyeball. Like so, that's a scary yeah. thing yeah. when we, it's the eyeball. Like what you guys are coming in. Being worried, stressed. I mean, that's how most of our clients are. They come in, just they're stressed. They've never had anything like this happen. A lot of them are told, 
you need to go see an ophthalmologist as soon as possible. And so people come in, they're frantic, they're freaked out. Yes. Did we seem frantic and freaked out? I don't think so. Yeah. You said yes? The initial conversation. Remember I talked to you guys on the phone first? Oh. We we talked down off the ledge a little bit. Oh, that's right. But that was okay. You were so patient. You had two or three phone conversations. Because part of it, too, is we were like, how much is this going to cost? Um, not with you guys, but just, yeah, in, but just general. in general. Yeah. And then we were trying to, whether you get a second opinion, and, yeah. and again, like, what degree am I willing to be that kind of a dog person? Yeah, It's rewarding I, for me on the phone to talk to clients, because I get, like, a lot of times they don't know, like, you have an ophthalmologist, you guys do what? It's yeah, that's true. I didn't much. even know oh, there was exactly. an ophthalmologist Exactly, and for so dogs. it's rewarding for me to have clients that I can get on the phone with, and even if I have to spend 10, 15, 20 minutes, because I want to explain what we do, and I'm proud of what we do, yeah. and, you know, yes, it's expensive. Welcome to veterinary medicine. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, that's just the way things are, but it's also a business we have to run, so it's not like we're, you know, trying to charge you all this money because we want to go home with it. That's the cost of running a business. I want to explain why we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and how it's going to help your pet. And I love to have those clients come in. And it's like, I wouldn't have came here if it wasn't for you. She's a keeper. I know. There's one other thing you asked. What can people do as preventative? Get pet insurance. Really? That's one thing. Get really pet worth insurance. It? Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Get pet insurance. I, I but is get... there like all those rules of, of um, what's it called? Uh, pre... Pre-existing. The best thing yeah. you do is get them as they're a puppy. Get them as they're a puppy. And then that you way... What do I don't... do when I already have a nine-year-old who already had dog you can surgery? St- you, can still, you can still do anything <laughs> in the future. I mean, okay. and, and, yeah. but... But, you know, let's say, okay, I... that may not apply to certain eye stuff, but even other eye stuff. You know, let's say, heaven forbid, you know, you got insurance today. Heaven forbid tomorrow he wakes up and he's limping. This is going to be a whole exactly, new issue. Yeah. That's not going to be pre-existing. Okay. You know, so yes. Well, God they forbid may... something else. Like he gets, or even worse he, than that. Like, yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Like her, mm-hmm. it's, I, we recommend, I, yeah. if that's something, I, like family, friends, they ask, should I get this pet insurance? Like, yes, yeah. get pet insurance. All right. And it's something, it's good. Right. not necessarily for wellness stuff, because I know there are some policies, yeah, like true. through some that's companies right. that, you know, offer, we cover wellness. Well, I'm sorry, that should come with owning the owning a dog or an animal in general, right. you should be able to cover vaccines, things like that. Teeth, that dentals, exactly. That, that like comes that. with being a pet owner. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. But when you have this emergency stuff, insurance really can oh, save your life because it pay for itself. you have clients that come in, unfortunately, that have to decline services because they can't afford it. Sure. And if you had a company behind you that was saying, I will pay for 90% of this, you are potentially prolonging your animal's life. And it's so nice to take that out of the decision-making process. So people can be like, I want what's best for my dog. I don't care what the price is. I have insurance. So let's do the surgery. Let's do this. It's it's so it's so nice. Okay. All right. We'll take that. We'll, that's our takeaway. Mm-hmm. That's our takeaway. You like round things, and everybody should get pet. <laughs> everybody should get pet insurance. <laughs> pet yes. Insurance. <laughs> yeah. It really could pay for itself. Okay. No doubt about it. Because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Get pet insurance. You don't. Thank you, guys. Thanks yes. for having me. So there you go, Comet's Eye Surgeon. Aren't they just the best? Uh, If you, God forbid, dog forbid, I should say, need a surgery of any kind, uh, I can't recommend this animal hospital enough. Um, Or if you just need good animal care, you can visit vcahospitals.com. And of course, if you need, you know, a good laugh, I can't provide any sort of actual medical good, but I can provide a fun time. Visit us at twogirlsonepupshow.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Girls One Pup Show or on Facebook.com slash Two Girls One Pup. He needs an operation.
Is it water on the knee? Move the pieces and collect your fee. But don't touch the sides. Take out the ribs carefully. Operation. Collect a thousand dollar fee. Operation. This broken heart won't do. Operation. I'm the doctor for you. Thousand looks good to me. One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Additional contributions and Googling by Corey Rittmaster. Our theme music was created by Matthew Lauren Cohen. The Two Girls One Pup logo was designed by Lindsay McRae and the Pupcast logo was redesigned by Heather Hanford. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, review, shout it from the rooftops, howl at the moon, tell people about us. Thanks! Sit, Comet, sit. I said sit. Don't embarrass me, dog.